Hello and welcome to A Few Thoughts. I'm your host, Carly Pogue. So very first ever episode. This is exciting for me, um, mostly because I love talking. As a matter of fact, that is why this podcast is being started. I have a lot of thoughts. I like to share them a lot. Um, Some of you might be familiar with the fact that I do frequently share them on my Snapchat. Um, However, my roommate has suggested I need some sort of outlet for longer form content because um, a girl loves to ramble. So here we are on this podcast. Basically, I'm just going to be, you know, giving some thoughts. When I was thinking about what I should talk about on my first episode, I was given a lot of great ideas. Shout out to everyone who, um, you know, gave me topic possibilities to talk about. But I think one of them really stood out as a really good first episode. And that is because yesterday was actually my 20th birthday. And someone suggested that I talk about 20 things that I've learned in my 20 years of life. So I thought, what a better time than now, fresh off my 20th year, to you know share some of those insights with you guys. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. With all of that being said, I think now's a great time to go ahead and dive in. So 20 things I've learned in 20 years. Number one, no one should menstruate in the year 2021. As someone who has an IUD and therefore does not menstruate, I continue to be perplexed uh, by people who willingly choose to just um, once a month bleed and be in pain and really go through it. You know, it is a sucky part of womanhood for most people, and it's, um, as it turns out, optional. So number one, I have learned that no one should be menstruating. It is the year 2021. You know, technology uh, allows us not to, so... Why would you? Number two, I learned the best way to mince garlic is to smash it so that it's easy to peel. And then you can use a garlic press if you're only doing like, you know, maybe less than like four cloves. But if you're like me and you're usually cooking with a lot of garlic, you should really invest in a slap chopper. They're a miraculous invention and it seems ridiculous, but I could mince it with a knife, sure. But then my hands would smell like garlic and it would take forever. And it takes me like 30 seconds to mince garlic like a whole head of it, super fine using my slap chopper. So the second thing I've learned is that that is the best way to mince your garlic. So number three, I learned that having a massive ego can make life so much easier. Um, As someone with a massive ego, I really don't get offended by most things. I don't get embarrassed. Uh, Other people really can't drag me down. And it's because my ego is so large that really they are out of luck if they are in any way trying to deflate it. And I think that that's a good thing. And I think everyone should have a large ego. Number four, I have learned that some people just don't have hobbies. And this is something that really perplexed me because I grew up in a family of people who all have way too many hobbies. Like we have a lot of items that are related to the hobbies. I have like literally 150 different things I could list that I like to spend my free time doing. And everyone in my family is that way. So we're like a very hobby oriented family. And because of that, I tend to have like hobby oriented friends, whether that's like they're really into sports or like whatever the thing is, they like have things that they spend their free time doing. Um, But as I've gotten older, I've met people who just like do their schoolwork and then when they're not doing their schoolwork they just kind of I don't know what they do like I'm genuinely so confused by people who don't seem to have hobbies like have you ever just walked into someone's apartment and there's just no items and it's like what do you 
do? Like what? I just am very perplexed by this. So if you're a person who doesn't have hobbies, please like let me know. What do you do when you're not working? Are you just always either working or sleeping? Because that kind of sounds like a miserable existence to me. Um, so this one really perplexed me. But yeah, some people just um, don't seem to have hobbies. Okay, number five. The fifth thing I've learned is that sleep is not for the weak. Uh, sleep is so good. Like people who don't sleep, I don't understand because it's like you're making every part of your life more miserable, right? Like you're actually physically destroying your body by not sleeping. And so you're the weak one if you're not sleeping. Like just be a little more efficient and have better time management in your day-to-day life so that you can get your eight hours. And like I know that that's like not always 100% of the time like entirely possible for people. Like if you're really on a grind week or something, like sure, I get it. But like for the most part, there's really no excuse not to be getting the amount of sleep that your body requires to like perform its bodily functions so sleep is like definitely not for the week and if I'm sleeping more than you and you're sleeping like two hours a night uh, do we want to guess who's weaker because I don't really think it's me um so yeah number five sleep is definitely not for the week number six on like more of a serious note nothing in this whole world is better than like a good group of friends like having just you know your girls or your guys or your non-binaries or your mixture of all of the above to just like snapchat or text or facetime or see in person and just like debrief and just like Sometimes you're just rolling and crying and just having that solid group of people in your life is so valuable and it makes literally everything else in this world 100% easier, especially if like me, you don't live near your family. They like essentially function as your second family and I just love that so much. And yeah, so number six, nothing is better than a good group of friends. Number seven is that it's really fun to work on cultivating. Like I always call it my brand, but just like things that people end up thinking about when they think of you. I really say that it's my personal brand and I really label a lot of things as very on brand for me. Um, Like for me, I think the color yellow, um, plants, crocs, uh, these are some of my identifying factors that I think a lot of people think of um, when they think about me as a person. And I think that it's just really fun because people send you things all the time and they'll be like, oh, like this made me think of you. Um, because uh, like, for example, I remember there was this meme one time going around out of, of this like crock that was carved out of cheese. And I swear like 20 different people sent it to me because it was just so on brand for me, you know? So I think having a strong personal brand in your personal life is like not essential like it is in like some professions and like professionally and whatever, but like, it's just really funny. So I uh, really recommend cultivating a brand. Um, it's pretty amusing. Number eight is that you're not supposed to pop your zits, but it's kind of fine if you do. (laughs) It's like really satisfying. Like, I'm sorry if there's a zit on my face, like that sucks. The least it can provide me is like some entertainment and like I'll pop it. (laughs) Wait, that's kind of gross, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so satisfying that it's like, if I'm going to have a zit, like I'm not going to lie, I'm going to pop it and there is nothing you can do to stop me from doing so. Like, it's just amusing Um, I try not to pick at them too much after I pop them and I feel like I don't like I don't have any scarring personally Um, I (laughs) wait this is so gross you guys want to know how I like actually like to pop my zits this is disgusting do not judge me but I like to like get a safety pin (laughs) and then I like 
poke it instead of like just squeezing it i feel like that's like not as good and then like i so i poke it and i like pop it with a safety pin and then i like squeeze whatever out that's so gross i'm like so sorry i hope you're not eating but um that's what i like to do it's highly satisfying and i think it's kind of fine so <laughs> no adverse effects thus far um, number nine, sometimes just saying yes is the most fun thing you can do. Like, I think a lot of times we all spend so long thinking about the logistics of things, but I think that just going with the flow and saying yes and letting someone else take you on a little bit of an adventure can be so fun. And like, I have so many good stories that have come from me, like not really thinking and someone just asking me if I want to do something and just being like, yep, I'm there. Like, let's go. And I think that that really, um, you know, just creates a lot of really fun memories and experiences. So yeah, saying yes is the most fun. That's number nine. Number 10 is that hanging a lot of mirrors in your room because you're a narcissist is also good for aesthetics. Um, so like I have like two forms of decor, I would say, which is one plants and two mirrors. <laughs> plants because I love them and mirrors because I'm a narcissist. However, they also look like very aesthetically pleasing and they like bounce all the sunlight around the, the room. So I feel like my plants and my... Um, mirrors are in like a symbiotic relationship because it like bounces the light to the plants and the plants love it and I get to like it looks like larger in my room so yeah that's like my recommendation if you're a narcissist like me definitely just cover your walls and mirrors um it's so excellent um I got like just really cheap ones like floor length mirrors from Walmart they were literally five dollars but they were really ugly but I spray painted the frames so now they're like not so ugly so uh yeah bougie on a budget what can I say I am the master of bougie on a budget I feel number 11 is that having a lot of solid basics in your wardrobe makes everything so much easier um I think when I was younger I wore like so many like colors and patterns that it was just like really hard to put together outfits sometimes because I just didn't even know what I was doing. But now I kind of like have just like, you know, a pair of jeans and a black crop top. Is that so boring? Yes. But then like throw on like some fun earrings and like a belt and like a jacket maybe. And now it's kind of a look. And like it literally takes 30 seconds because just like everything goes together. Like, I don't know. I just feel like having basics in your wardrobe is so important. And I think I kind of didn't for like kind of most of my life. And then like within the last like two years, I've like started acquiring just like basics and like Ugh, I feel like it just makes things so much easier. So, yep, that is number 11. Having a lot of solid basics in your wardrobe makes just life so much easier. Number 12 is that doing laundry is so expensive when you don't have in-unit machines. Like, I will miss the days of when I was living at home and I would just, like, wash, like, one shirt. Like, is that bad for the environment? And, like, probably definitely because of like the water or whatever but like you didn't have to think about it you know like now the laundry in my building is one kind of always broken and two like so expensive that it's just like laundry is just like a major part of my budget and like I never used to think about like having to spend money to do laundry like do you ever just like look at your sheets and it's like wow it would just like really be cheaper for me to buy new sheets than to wash these because like that's where I'm at and like I just the day that I have in-unit laundry again in my life will, like, be such a good day. Like, I really can't wait for that, but I it's not looking like that's going to be anytime soon, but a girl can dream. So in-unit laundry is a beautiful thing. Um, if you currently have access to free laundry machines, like, just count your blessings. That's all I have to say. Um, number, what number are we on? Number 13. 
life is so much easier if you enjoy your work. Like the difference between a class where I'm like actually engaged and interested in the topic and a class that I just have to take because it's a class I have to take is just like miles and miles apart. Like it doesn't feel as much like work when it's like something that you enjoy doing. Like genuinely, I feel so lucky to be able to have like the freedom to pursue like the things that I actually enjoy because if I didn't like I don't know what I would do like I can't imagine waking up and having just like my work be such a drag like I just feel very blessed to be in the position to be able to explore my actual interests um and I understand that that comes from a point of privilege but if you can do the things you like to do just like do it like oh I cannot imagine leading a life where I couldn't do that like <laughs> so yeah that's what I will say on that one number 14 is that everyone loves Mario Kart um we have a switch at our apartment and sometimes people come over and you're like not really sure what to do but no one is ever going to be like no like I don't really want to play Mario Kart everyone loves Mario Kart there's just something so universal about Mario Kart so if you don't have access to Mario Kart and you have trouble hosting I 100% recommend you in some way acquire Mario Kart because it's just everyone like loves it and it's like easy and it's just it's just so good you pick the cars you pick the guys it's like a fun little colorful game like just genuinely I've never met someone who dislikes Mario Kart and the day I do, I don't even know. I don't think we can be friends. Um, number 15 is that single is the move. Like I have never been a relationship person as I'm sure many of you know. Um, and I just really can't even imagine. Like, I think I've just seen so many of my friends, like I'm not even very old, 20, right? But so many of my friends have just gotten so mentally messed up in relationships and like, it's just affected them so adversely. And of course, there's like exceptions to that. But overall, like I can genuinely say I have no regrets of like just being single. I have no desire to be involved in a relationship like that. It just really, I think, can be so draining on people, especially like we're so young. Like by we, I mean, I'm speaking as though you're all my age. I kind of assume you are because I kind of assume it's just like my six friends listening to this. But uh, I just like really can't imagine being in a relationship and I'm sure I will be one day, but at the moment, I just feel that single is the move, man. Um, number 16 is that some store brand things are better than the real brand. And um, so you should really not be afraid to try them. I think that there's a lot of really good options out there. Uh, for example, I am a big fan of crackers. Um, you know, I think that they are just you can eat them with cheese, which I freaking like, oh, I love cheese. But you can also just like, you know, sometimes like you're a little hungry. You don't really know what to eat, like five or six crackers. And it's like just enough to tide you over until you actually decide to like consume real food. Like it's just like lovely. And um, one of my favorite crackers is Triscuits. And something that I have found is that um, the woven wheat crackers from Aldi, which is, um, their version of a Triscuit is so much better than real Triscuits. Like they're just better. Um, I will say that I will never eat any off-brand version of goldfish. They all repulse me. Like I will eat real goldfish or no 
goldfish-like cracker. I don't want whales. I don't want penguins. Anything that's trying to be a goldfish and isn't goldfish, like get out of here. I really only like name brand goldfish. So I am a goldfish now. But as far as Triscuits go, like definitely all these brands. There's like other things that that applies to too. But like store brand is sometimes like low-key better. Like don't sleep on the store brands. They're fire a lot of the time. So I just think that that's something that you should keep in mind. Um, number 17 is that Walmart footwear is so underrated, especially if you are as destructive as me. I go through white sneakers at an alarming rate because I wear them with everything, right? Like they match everything because uh, basic and I just destroy them so quickly. Like I can get a new pair of shoes and within two weeks, people are like, what happened to you? Were you caught in some sort of monsoon wearing that footwear? I break things. Like I'm just a very destructive person by nature. But at Walmart, I can get a pair of white sneakers for $15. So it's not that big a deal if I have to replace them every three months because it's fine because it was a $15 pair of shoes and they're good. I like them. They have these white sneakers that look just like um, you know, Nike Air Forces, except they obviously don't have the Nike swoosh, but your girl's not, you know, I'm not above that. Like, I love a good, this is an instance where store brand beats name brand, in my opinion, because functionally, they are exactly the same. Like, the aesthetics of them with an outfit is exactly the same. Um, yes, it doesn't have the Nike swoosh, but I really can't even afford Air Force Ones like one time, let alone once every three months. So don't be sleeping on Walmart footwear. It's um, top tier, I would say. I highly recommend it. Don't be sleeping on Walmart in general. Um, yeah, top tier, especially their footwear, like really. Um, number 18 is that owning a kazoo is always a good time. I just, with the exception of perhaps... Uh, my roommate who has to listen to my noises and antics more often than she would probably like. I don't think a kazoo has ever made someone frown. Like someone comes over and you just start, you know, busting out the kazoo, playing a little ditty. No one's, that's not going to make a single person sad. A kazoo is like $2 and it's just a quality item to have in your life. So if you don't own a kazoo, I recommend you order one. I just think like small, dumb things like kazoos can just bring smiles to people's faces in the way that like, having only classy items just can't like I love a good kazoo moment so um yeah if you don't own a kazoo I think you definitely get one it's just it's a solid time it's a good time don't not own a kazoo you know follow your heart um number 19 is that fruit is expensive um when I had to start buying my own groceries just like I feel like I paid so much more attention to how expensive like fruits and vegetables are like it can be really expensive to like get the ingredients to create like a solid a healthy nutritious meal I think that that's like a big problem like you can do it on a budget but like if you are looking to buy fruit that's not like apples it's just so expensive and like your girl doesn't really like apples that much like I'll eat them but there are way better fruits out there and to have like a varied nutritious diet is just pricey like I yeah like ah. It's just, I think it's a real problem, but it also just brings me personally a lot of sadness because I think I would consume a lot of fruit all the time if it was like more affordable. I don't know. I just think fruit is like so expensive. Um, and then finally, number 20 is that living very close to things is really the greatest thing in the whole entire world. Um, like I live 
very close to a pizza restaurant. I live very close to a, um, you know, little pharmacy like store that is 24 hours. And those things, and I live very close to a Thai restaurant that's really good and really speedy. And like those three things, I think really have sustained me throughout the year, to be honest. I visited those locations way more than I would like to admit. And I live close to a lot of things, but close and very close, I feel like are pretty different. Like living very close to something means that it's like essentially in your home and it's just a beautiful thing. Like walking one block is a much larger barrier to me than walking like zero blocks <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like there's so much of a difference. I feel like when it's, especially if it's cold or gross or rainy, the difference between a two minute walk and a six minute walk can be like so just like the barrier there is so much greater um so I am moving next year and I feel like I'm going to be less close to or less less things will be very close to me and I think I'm really gonna miss that it's just it's a really beautiful thing and I don't think it's something that I had considered in the past when choosing where to live like it's just never been on my like high on my priority list like to differentiate between if something was like a two minute walk or a four minute walk but I think it really makes a big difference so yeah maybe that's just me being like incredibly lazy but if the weather's gross you know and you've been inside all day and you just need to run out and get something I think that extra two minutes on your walk is really all the difference in the world but I don't even know but yeah, so that's 20 things I've learned in my 20 years of life. Um, just, you know, some little insights I thought I would share with you all. I'm sure most of you were already aware of all of those things. But I just think that that is when I went to list out the things that I've learned. Those are the things that come to mind. You know, some might be a little serious. Some might be um, not so serious. But I th all think they're all of equal value. Um, so yeah, uh, those have been my thoughts for today. I really appreciate you listening to this. Um, although mostly I just like to rant. So I'm really not even, <laughs> I think one person could listen to this and that would be equally satisfying to me as like anything else. I'm just like amused. Um, but yeah, in conclusion, thank you for listening to episode one of a few thoughts and I'll see you next time.